the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Doing more good for the United States of America in two hours than President Obama did his entire occupation of the Oval Office. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. I am glad you have tuned into the program. I'm in a bit of a dilemma. So as I get you the particulars to contact the show, I would appreciate if you jump on Twitter. I'd appreciate if you jump on the phone and let me know. Do you want to talk about Donald Trump Jr.? And and if it's not a nothing burger, it's the next, the next best thing to a nothing burger. That this whole story, that Donald Trump Jr. has been caught doing exactly what Team Hillary and the DNC were doing. And if Team Hillary and the DNC weren't, uh, were not doing anything illegal, well, neither was Donald Trump Jr. I've got the sound bites. I can play them for you. But I want to get your take first because I'm getting email already since I woke up this morning. I don't want to hear about this crap anymore. It's a bunch of crap. So let me know. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Or jump on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S. S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. The state in which I am broadcasting to you. From. Ooh, a dangling preposition there. Uh, <laughs> go to Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. There's an email link there. Maybe you can drop me off a note. Listening to the show live, theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio Smartphone app, iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for on-demand listening. Theblaze.com. The channels section. Uh, I, I have to admit, I am conflicted. This is... This is a bunch of garbage. And the, the fact that Donald Trump Jr. Well, let, let me let me play for you the reaction of some of these Democrats. And this will give you the level of absurdity that this is. This is obviously very significant, deeply disturbing new public information. All of the campaign denials of whether we know this is going on or whether the Russians had any involvement, whether the Russians wanted to help his campaign, um, obviously now have to be viewed in a completely different uh, context. Really, we have to we have to view it in a different context because Donald Trump Jr. was corresponding with actual representatives of the Russian government? No. Well, uh, excuse me, Adam Schiff, uh, Congressman Adam Schiff. Why do we now have to look at this through a different lens as to whether or not the Russians wanted to help Donald Trump win the election? Are you alleging, Adam Schiff, that this Russian lawyer, Anitskaya or whatever the hell her name is, was an actual representative of, of the Kremlin? Is that what you're asserting? And how do you know this, sir? And where is your proof, sir? Is it is it with your proof, sir, of Russian collusion? Is that where it is, sir? Up your rear end? Because that's what you seem to be pulling out of your rear end right now. 
is complete and utter tripe. Oh, wait, you, you think what, P, what Adam Schiff is doing here is, is something that is out of your rear end worthy. Wait till you hear what Senator Eyebrow, uh, Senator Kane, had to say. The man who, who can win a lookalike contest, contest with the Grinch. That's right. Listen to what he said. This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even in potentially treason. Perjury. Donald Trump Jr. has been under oath. Number one, you have to be under oath before you can commit perjury, you dumbass. I mean, this guy, I mean, he is a senator and he's, he seems to me to be criminally stupid. Senator Tim Kaine. And treasonous. Donald Trump Jr. does something that Team Hillary did and they're okay. But, uh, <laughs> this is so funny. This is, I'm sorry, I'm reading something. I, I've got to respond. Hold on. Uh, left-wing websites are trying to say, no, Hillary Clinton didn't do, um, uh, didn't do what we're saying she did. No, but she did. <laughs> it's, it, this was reported back in January. It is widely conceded that Team Hillary teamed up with the Ukrainian government to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. It's called opposition research. And some, somebody is saying that credible, <laughs> credible uh, journalists are at, at uh, Salon.com disputing this. <laughs> Salon.com. Oh, good grief. That, that is probably... Well... That isn't the funniest thing I've seen on this. Let me give you guys a real rip-roaring hoot. That, see, well, you know, I'll get into the, the flip-around after the break. We'll do the flip-around after we, after we come back. But counter-programming to Donald Trump Jr. showing up on Fox on, uh, with Hannity last night. What does CNN do? CNN rolls out in response to Donald Trump Jr., somebody of relevance to the discussion. CNN brings out disgraced journalist Dan Rather. <laughs> I kid you not. Don Lime, and you all know why we call him Don Lime. Ellie, do you remember why we call Don Lemon now? We've changed his name to Don Lime. Do you know why? Do you remember why? No. You don't? Because he's a fizzy soft drink. No, he's not a fizzy soft drink. No, no. Don Lime uh, was on a New Year's celebration with uh Oh, with I CNN. remember. The margaritas? Yeah. Well, tequila. I mean, excuse me, tequila? Yeah, he was taking shots of tequila, remember, and getting, getting plastered on national yes, television? I do remember that. Remember that? So because, and, and you know what? Lime goes better with tequila than lemon. So we don't call him Don Lemon anymore. We call him Don Lime because, you know, lime and tequila go together. That could be its own drink. I know. Try the Don Lime. Anywho, so Don Lime sits down and has a thoughtful discussion with a noted liar. With with Dan Rather, a disgraced journalist who tried to do this kind of crap that's being done to Donald Trump to George W. Bush with fake documents and fake dossiers and all this kind of stuff. 
uh, and ruined his career. So CNN says, oh, we got a great idea. Let's counter-program <laughs> Hannity sitting down with Trump and let's, get, let, let's roll out a disgraced journalist who, has, who doesn't have the credibility of a gnat. Actually, a gnat has more credibility than Dan Rather. And let's see what he has to say about all of this. Now, what is, what is Dan Rather's sole contribution? Well, actually, he has two bits of contribution I'll share with you. First off, he wanted to make sure that we mentioned Nixon and Donald Trump in the same discussion. That among the people who voted for Donald Trump, uh, 85% of them still say that they support him. This reminds me of a time during the worst of the Nixon time, almost, almost the worst, not long before President Nixon was forced to resign. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we, and this is, this is their greatest hope, that Donald Trump will resign and so dan rather is saying is telling all of the folks out there in liberal land who watch who still watch uh, cnn and only those in liberal land who watch cnn um <laughs> just hang on he's 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 going to to resign he's going to be impeached he's going to be removed from office and oh dan rather the liar said it take it to the bank folks dan dan rather the dishonest fake journalist shows up on the leader of fake news and and says and says that that this this era man it reminds him of the of the nixon impeachment era because the facts got out there were plenty of people, not all of them Republicans, who were saying, you know, I've got to tell you, with the people back home, back out there in flyover America. My constituents. Yeah, yeah my constituents, just some congressman or Republican senator at the time saying, you know, back home, a lot of people don't know about this, and a lot of other people don't care about this. Yeah, well, you know, count me among them. Until there's actual evidence of wrongdoing, I don't want to hear about it. I don't, hell, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to dissect what Donald Trump Jr. said. I don't want to dissect. There's nothing here. Donald Trump Jr. did the same exact thing uh, that Hillary Clinton's team did inside the Ukrainian embassy. So, look, I'll take my cue from you guys. If you want me to talk about this, I'll look on the Twitter handle. Uh, maybe you call up and get just give me your vote. Don't even have to say anything. You know, or if you if there's a particular angle you want me to address on this, fine, we'll do that. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's it's nothing. It's zero. It's not. A, it's bubkiss. Dan Rather, uh, you got to understand, uh, people in flyover country and uh, uh, they, they, they 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 still support this guy. And, 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 and it reminds me of when we were getting ready to throw Nixon out of office. And we do have to be careful, you and I and others who report on the coast. Not to be too quick to say this is so terrible it's bound to affect Donald Trump directly because there are out there today a lot of that, uh, those same thoughts mm -hmm. of people who say, listen, it's just the press jumping on Trump because he won the election and other people don't know about it and some who do know about it don't care about it. Right. There's no, there's no it. There's nothing to care about. The news is the story because they're making mountains out of not even a molehill. There's just nothing there. 
And if you're going to if you're going to indict Donald Trump on what these Democrats are saying, treason, then you damn well better throw some Hillary operatives in treason, too, because if digging up dirt on your foreign uh, on your opponent with a foreign government is a crime and a whole lot of Democrats that need to be behind bars. Dan rather said something else, which is just priceless and laughable. I'll bring it to you next. Salcedo show here on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the blaze radio network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative talk radio with spice. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let me, before I get out of the phones, because I, I'm weighing, you guys are weighing in on this. And I, should I talk about the Donald Trump Jr. thing or not? And I'm, I'm, everybody that's giving me feedback on Twitter, they're asking different questions. They're not answering my questions. So nobody's giving me any guidance today on whether or not we should do this. So I'll get to your calls here in just a second. Uh, let me just finish up with Dan Rather. Remember, Dan Rather is the former CBS Evening News anchor who was disgraced because he made up information and published made up news. Fake news. Dan Rather was fake news before CNN. Was fake news before the New York Times. Was fake news before the Washington Post. He invented, one could rationalize that Dan Rather invented fake news. He is, and you guys should have seen this. It's, it, it's Dan Rather, this disgraced journalist, talking with Don Lyman. and they're stroking their chins thoughtfully. Uh, I, I really want to hear what you have to say, says Don Lyman. I, you know, I, because, you know, frankly, uh, nobody makes up stuff on Republicans like you do, sir. And, uh, uh, and, and as, if, as if they're saying anything that is life-changing or, or, or world-altering. It just, it was laughable to watch it. But then he said, then he throws in this zinger. Listen to this. You know, there's been a renaissance of American investigative reporting. <laughs> led by the New York Times and the Washington Post uh, and some other newspapers. This is great reporting. And when we talk about freedom of the press and the value of the press in exposing what the powerful wants to keep secret, we're seeing almost every day an example of it. <laughs> This a renaissance of investigative reporting, says disgraced journalist who wouldn't know a thing about journalism, Dan Rather. <laughs> now, there's, there's a couple of things here. First off, the sheer absurdity of his statement. Nobody's, you know, investigative reporters, real ones, are thrown out of CBS because they wanted to investigate the previous administration, the same way they investigated the Bush era. They're th like Cheryl Atkinson. And these so-called investigative reporters, they're, they're being fed information by Obama holdovers in the government. Leakers. Those who are committing felonies in, in divulging state secrets. That's the renaissance that Dan Blather here is contending is happening in investigative journalism. Plus, there's another angle to this, folks. 
isn't it funny how there's a renaissance in investigative journalism after resident Obama's sorry butt is out of office? No, we couldn't. We couldn't have a renaissance in investigative journalism when, his, when he was in office. Who wants to investigate a Democrat and what he's up to? <laughs> but now we have a renaissance. Now that there's a Republican in office, didn't I tell you this was going to come, folks? Didn't I tell you that there would be leftists who masquerade as reporters, who rediscover what their job is once the Republicans in office who went to sleep for the last eight years? Finally, I'm, I'm getting some feedback on Twitter. Some of y'all say, no, no more Donald Trump, Trump Jr. Don't want to hear about it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing you. I have yet to hear somebody who says, Let's talk about this some more. Let's go to Colorado. Hey, Lana, thank you for holding. Glad you made it here at the Salcedo Show. What say you? Should we talk yes. about this? Yes. Not, not strictly about Trump, but um, how much more stress can this country take before it breaks? I'm talking about left-right. I'm talking about racial. I'm talking about uh, illegal immigrant stress. Uh, stresses with our with countries like North Korea. I mean, we're hearing this pile up, pile up investigations and so on. There, there, there will come a point where something breaks, and uh, the least awful um, consequence I can think of is the Republicans do not pass any decent agenda and they get creamed in 2018. And I know you can't see the future, but uh, what do you see? I mean, doesn't there come a point where the guitar string breaks? Yes, uh, and by, uh, just before we got on the air, Rand Paul stepped in front of the cameras. And Rand Paul said that what the Republicans are trying to push through the Senate right now on the Obamacare repeal is, is precisely what will lead to their defeat in the next elections. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and th there are some in the Republican Party who are trying to facilitate this. They're trying to facilitate the Republican defeat so they, they won't be seen as undermining their own president. But they definitely want their, their own president undermined because they're never Trumpers. So if they hand over majority in the Congress to the Democrats, they can, they can stop Trump. And Because, again, remember, it's not about the American people. It's about their own personal power and their personal club. Up there, and then so, Supreme Court judges will be gone. There will be no Supreme, no good. I mean, we're do, we're done. We're doomed when that if that happens. We'll we'll never be able to get back. Right. Well, you know, as long as that five to four majority is preserved, many of these Republicans say it's it's okay. Well, we 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 went along with a, a divided court this long. We don't want to have a real advantage. We just don't want to have our goodies taken away by a president who actually is advocating for the people. We don't want to do that we, we, because, you know, he wants to bypass us and he doesn't know how the game is played. So we're going to kneecap him. So there, there are a lot of these Republicans. Tr trust me on this, Lana. A lot of these Republicans who are who are fabricating these laws uh, and these replacements designed to make sure that to make sure that Republicans do not go to the uh, actually conservatives don't go to the, the polls and. And support Republicans. And I'll tell and you what. There's no fix for that. There's if, no fix if, for that. If they do this, we, we will guarantee we won't show up. I guarantee you. Back in a minute, folks. I'll be right, be right back with you. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo. Let me give you some let me give you some facts, and I will point to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. There are two things I want to bring to your attention. The first thing is a Gateway Pundit is gathering actual hard evidence of who Valenskaya, the Russian lawyer, who met with Donald Trump Jr., what her activities had been before she had met with Donald Trump Jr. Our buddy uh, Jack Pos- uh, Posobic is posting some of this stuff in Gateway Pundit. Now, you guys haven't heard him yet. He's been on the Salcedo show, uh, but we haven't gotten him on onto the Blaze show yet. Uh, but we'll get him on. Anyway, on Gateway Pundit, There are pictures that the Russian lawyer posted on her uh, accounts, on her Facebook page, from John McCain's office. From Senator John, remember, Senator John McCain was one of the big drivers sending one of his personal assistants overseas to gather information on that fake Trump dossier. And remember Fusion GPS? They were the, the, one of the primary architects of this fake dossier. And the lawyer has ties to Fusion GPS. So does the Democrat Party. Oh, but it gets better. There's a picture of Natalia Valenskaya at a, at a hearing, at a congressional hearing on Mother Russia. She was the invited guest of Michael McFall. You know who Michael McFall is, ladies and gentlemen? Resident Barack Obama's Russian ambassador. That's right. She has ties to John McCain, a vehement anti-Trumper. And she has ties to Fusion GPS, a Democrat collaborative group putting out the fake Trump dossier and also Senator John McCain, a never Trumper. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there, someone, these, these Democrats had better be careful. That's all. The more people dig into the origins of these people, who are being propped up by the American left right now as some as sainted somehow <laughs> because they, they think they can utilize these people to unseat a sitting president of the United States, duly elected by the American people. They just better watch it. That is the top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page right now. Now, right below that, right below that is a picture that I, I am being accused of being hate-filled by posting this. I did I am not responsible for this, ladies and gentlemen. I am a nasty woman. I am not I did not put Mrs. Clinton up to this. I did not force her to do this. She wasn't under threat or coercion by your liberty loving Latino. She did this all on her own. I 
am a nasty woman. Mrs. Clinton is modeling on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page a shirt. And again, my only observation is finally some truth in advertising. I am a nasty woman. Go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You scroll down. It's the second posting from the top. And there is confirmation for, for many of us who have known what this woman has been about for many, many years. Not just in, uh, because she has left-wing extremist positions and policies, but because how she has been confirmed to treat people. I am a nasty woman. Just go to the Chris Salcedo Show. You will find it pinned right there. Uh, actually, not pinned. It's the second posting from the top. Uh, confirmation. Mrs. Clinton agreeing with you and me on uh, the, her evaluation. Uh, okay, uh, let's go out to the flip around a little bit later than we normally do it. Let's go to Fox News. His game is. Well, he wants what's good for Russia. Yeah. And I want what's good for the United States. Okay. And I think like in a case like Syria where we can get together, do a ceasefire, and there are other cases, there are many other cases where getting along can be a very positive thing. But always Putin is going to want Russia and Trump is going to want the United States and that's the way it is and mm -hmm. sometimes you're not going to get along on things and sometimes you will but we had a good meeting it was a face-to-face -face meeting it was a long meeting It was two hours and 15 minutes yeah. everyone was surprised by the amount of time but that was a good thing not a bad thing sure. uh, yeah I think we got along very well and I think that's a good thing that's not a bad thing yeah you know people not. said oh they shouldn't get along well who are the people that are saying that I think we got along very, very well. Uh, we're a tremendously powerful nuclear power, mm -hmm. and so are they. That's right. It doesn't make sense not to have some kind of a relationship. Well, we used to have that thing called mutually skewed uh, right. destruction mad, and uh, it's still there because he can, he can hurt us. He can de decimate our country, and we can do the same thing to him. It's something you What Pat Roberts is looking for is mutually assured destruction. That's the concept. This is an interview that Donald Trump gave to Christian Broadcasting Network. Uh, and Fox News is running it right now. If Hillary had won, our military would be decimated. Mm -hmm. uh, our energy would be much more expensive. That's what Putin doesn't like about me. <laughs> and that's why I say, why would he want me? Because from day one, I wanted a strong military. He doesn't want to see that. Mm -hmm. And from day one, I want fracking and everything else yeah. to get energy prices low and to create tremendous energy. We're going to be self-supporting. We just about are now. We're going to be exporting energy. He doesn't want that. He would like Hillary, where she wants to have windmills. Okay? Yeah. He would much rather have that. You know, we're going to talk uh, with Melissa Francis a little bit later on, uh, on the Chris Salcedo Show. She's coming back. Uh, we promised her she'd be back, and we are, we're going to keep a promise. I, I'm, like, I'm like Donald Trump. I keep promises, ladies and gentlemen. Unlike the Republican Party, I keep my promises. But one of the th points we've been bringing out, economically speaking, is, is Trump's absolutely right that Vladimir Putin doesn't want American energy exports because it undermines the price of his energy that he uses as a weapon to those in the former Soviet bloc countries. There is a story out there 
unlike the current almost nothing burger of Donald Trump Jr., where two lawmakers have published their findings, you know, actual evidence. I know, crazy, right? Lamar Smith and Randy Weber. Randy Weber's from Texas, down in Houston. And they have a money trail that leads from Vladimir Putin's bank account in Russia, Russian money, funneling not to Donald Trump, but to liberals, to green energy groups. Lawmakers cite evidence that Russia colluded with U.S. green groups to block fracking. Now, why would, why would Vladimir Putin utilize these kooks, these nutcases in the anti-energy so-called environmental groups to stop American energy production? Now, the, re- the reason is with American energy production ramping up and more energy coming online, it lowers the cost of energy worldwide because, as you know, Oil and energy is a worldwide commodity. And it is a world, it is marketed across the globe. So when the United States can export liquefied natural gas to, I don't don't know, Poland, the Czech Republic, the Baltic states, you know, Estonia and those, those, Lithuania, those folks are no longer dependent on getting their energy from Vladimir Putin, which he uses as a weapon to keep them in line. If you don't do what I want you to do, we will cut off your energy. So you will do what Mother Russia wants, says Vladimir Putin. A strong energy exporting America undermines that proposition, which is what Trump is doing. doesn't seem very Russia-friendly to me. Let's get over to CNN. I, gee, I wonder what they're talking about. Excuses for it in all due respect. But you it's a different scenario. I think she was just trying to make sure you knew the fact pattern. I laid it out. I said <laughs> the DNC and the Hillary Clinton staffer, they so went to the Ukrainian embassy. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah, that's not. That is not. I did. That's, I did. That's, that's, but that's the not the fact. No, I that's said that's not, not what she said. That's not the fact. It was not Hillary Clinton going to the Ukraine. The I didn't say that. I said a staffer. She said, she said staffer. Okay, go ahead, Mary Catherine. Oh, good grief. This is exactly what we've been telling you, folks. Representatives of the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC coordinated dirt gathering with Ukraine on Donald Trump in the embassy, in the damn embassy. That's a that's a that's a fact. And nobody's saying collusion, collusion. Nobody's alleging that Donald Trump Jr. attempted. I say attempted because these people that he met with weren't representatives of the Russian government. He attempted to do the same thing. And now everybody's saying collusion and and nutcase Democrats like Senator Kane are saying treason. All right. uh, Telephone numbers, 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. I am not going to go to MSNBS. Uh, I will download these these sound bites that I have ready and raring to go from Senator Rand Paul. I will get those on for you next. This is the GOP sellout. This is the GOP going back on their promise, at least the Republicans on the Senate side. Uh, And we'll get to it coming back on the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, we're talking with Fox Business Network's Melissa Francis coming up here on the Chris Salcedo Show. You know, I was able to find a bigger nothing burger story than than the Donald Trump Jr. thing. And, and I, you know what? I'm getting Facebook feedback now. I'm getting Twitter feedback. For the love of God, we don't want to hear about this crap anymore. I'm with you. You know, there... Our mission on the Salcedo show is to inform. But I can tell you there's really nothing new other than that this is the latest hissy fit from the agendized press and the American left. That's about all. And and now the only the only significant thing that we learned because certainly no crime was committed, but the only thing we learned is now we're starting to figure out the players behind this whole thing. And their name and names. And Natalia Naritskaya, the attorney, well, it's turning out she's got a lot of connections with a lot of left-wingers. Obama and John McCain and Fusion GPS. So this other story, I mean, good grief. They, they made a huge deal over it at MSNBS. Joe Scarborough, everybody. Morning Joe, the soon-to-be husband of Mika Brzezinski, the left-wing extremist, is leaving the Republican Party. Now, I put this out yesterday (laughs) when it came down, and your reactions were priceless on Facebook. Well, and your Twitter reactions, too. By the way, that's how we, we set things up. We post on Facebook the the base story, it alerts Twitter that there's a story there within 140 characters, of course. And that's how we link the two two pages. So if you see a headline that comes across Twitter, you know you can follow the link back to the Facebook posting and actually catch the full article. And that's how, because if I was asked once, I was asked a thousand times, where's the article to what you were talking about here and here? Well, okay, you can can read all of it if, if you can stomach it. If you want a good laugh, you could read how Joe Scarborough is (laughs) leaving the Republican Party. And the reason why it's so funny is, is for so long, so many individuals never recognized him as a part of the Republican Party to begin with, at least not the traditional Republican Party. He may be a Republican insofar as John McCain is a Republican. But John McCain... If, if he didn't live in Arizona, he wouldn't be a Republican. It's the only way you can get elected is if you're a Republican in Arizona. That's the only reason why John McCain's a Republican. Trust me, if he lived in, if he lived in New York, he'd be a Democrat. Same thing with Joe. Joe has no foundational Republican principles. Joe Scarborough doesn't have any conservative foundation to inform his alleged Republicanism. So he's going to become an independent and to to which many of you observed an independent. Why, why not just be who you are? Be the left-wing lover that Mika Brzezinski wants you to be Joe. (laughs) The symbiosis between he and Mika are going to get, it's going to get so intertwined over there on morning joe now we nibbled around the edges if you'll pardon the pun (laughs) around the stories 
that came out after the Trump tweet about Mika Brzezinski and, and Morning Joe. Suffice it to say, the Morning Joe crew didn't want it getting out the circumstances of, the, of, of their divorces and just how long their relationship has been flowering and blooming in liberal la-la land. Anyway, Joe Scarborough is leaving the GOP and GOP is saying, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I spent enough time in the first hour on the almost nothing burger. So I'm not going to do any more. I'm not going to do any more today. I might touch base on it with Melissa Francis if I if I have time. Might ask her about how it might be affecting, you know, consumer confidence or the markets when the distraction when lawmakers use fake news or nothing burger stories as an excuse not to do their work. I might do that. Before I get into Rand Paul and his latest offerings. Let me get into another story that is that I think is eminently more uh, useful to talk about than nothing stories. University of Missouri. Now, you guys remember University of Missouri was the the epicenter of the the Buttercup movement, the Black Lives Matter Buttercup statist collectivist. Nazis. You guys remember the red-headed freak of nature by the name of Melissa Click? She was, ironically, a communications professor at Mizzou. And she showed up with all of these racist protests going on. I call them racist because they were anti-white. Uh these anti-white protests going on in Mizzou and Melissa Click, again, a communications professor, tried to command journalists to stop covering the protests. And when the protests said, no, we've got a right to, or when the uh, journalists said, we've got a right to be here, she called in the muscle. Hey, can we get some muscle over here? Take care of these folks. You guys remember her, right? This this redheaded freak. Melissa Click. She became emblematic of the intolerant left. This is two years ago. And this was a write-up. I think this was a Blaze story. Yeah, uh, Dave Urbanski wrote this up. And there has been some some data, if you will. Again, this is this is hard data as opposed to all the supposition that we have been treated to in the uh, in this whole Donald Trump collusion fiasco. 
Oh, by the way, while while I am speaking about this, because this, this is tied together, also on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, I wrote this today. After watching the, the funeral for the slain police officer in New York, beautiful, black, innocent police officer who was just sitting in one of the mobile command centers and a coward came up and shot her dead. I said, an innocent black female officer is gunned down. Where are the Black Lives Matter protests? Where are the liberals demanding justice? They're nowhere to be found. You can find, this is the third post from the top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. And the liberals showed up, folks. Oh, they showed up and they tried to defend the absence of Black Lives Matter. And they just don't like when their left-wing causes are, are revealed and challenged. Because Black Lives Matter, folks, is not a, is not a group that is out there to protect black lives or to protest the unjust taking of black lives. This woman's life was taken unjustly. She was an, a woman who, who was taking care of her infirmed mother and her three kids. Her life was wrongly taken and there were no protests. Black lives are wrongly taken every single day in Chicago. And nobody protests. So Black Lives Matter is just a, a group that we have on tape calling for the death of white people. Calling for the death of police officers. They are a hate group. They are a separatist group. They are an anarchist group. Their main agenda is to advance liberalism. Total state control. That's their agenda. And they're trying, when I say they're anarchists, they're trying to destroy the current system. So, I wrote that, and of course, if you guys want to join in the fray, I highly encourage you, go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, and you can engage with some real leftists some real left-wingers who are trying to say that Black Lives Matter didn't call for the death of, quote, crackers, that Black Lives Matter didn't chant pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And you'll have some fun. This, this is a prime, a prime opportunity for you to, to actually confront some of these real-life leftists, products of Barack Obama, products of Hillary Clinton, products of... Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. You can engage them in a respectful manner. Debate the issue, of course. But you can engage them. So back to Mizzou. There has been some, some statistics that have been gathered. And the University of Missouri, let me read the top couple of stanzas here. Two years since the spate of race-fueled headline-dominating student protests at the University of Missouri... The school says freshman enrollment at the main Columbia campus has fallen more than 35%. More than 35%. <laughs> Again, Dave Urbanski, check this out on the, uh, on the Blaze. 
It's a great, it's a great write-up. Had a lot of responses from y'all already. But uh, hey, if I were a parent, I wouldn't want to send my kid to that freak fest, would you? I wouldn't want my child to, to be learning from the likes of Melissa Click. Uh, I mean, do they, do they offer Nazi studies there at <laughs> Nazi-esque studies at Ole Mizzou? I, uh, I, I don't blame parents. And you see, whenever left-wing extremism is exposed, folks, people recoil. People turn away. People abandon them. So I um I I I this from you know this you know what this reminds me of Ellie all of these folks who were on these campuses these these are the, these are the same mental midgets who promised that if Donald Trump were elected they'd be leaving the country and we remember Ellie we 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 tried to aid these folks we we wanted to help them fulfill their promise to leave the United States of America because America would be so much better if left-wingers left. If liberals left America, America would be stronger, more prosperous. We'd, we'd all be better off if, the, if these individuals kept their promise. And we, we tried our level best to get them. Want to get away? Have those post-election blues got you down? Announcing a service just for you. Conservatives United presents... The Buttercup Progressive Relocation Service. We specialize in facilitating liberals' exodus out of the United States so they can make good on their promise to leave in the wake of a Trump election win. We will send you to exotic destinations, countries that match your ideological persuasion. We have packages to Venezuela, Cuba, China, and Saudi Arabia. And if you act now, you can get our relocation special to the People's Republic of Iran. And there's great news. Because of Obama's nuke deal, we can offer you a 50% discount. You see, your tax dollars have already been paid to the number one state sponsor of terror. Operators are standing by. Call 1-800-I-LOVE-MAL. That's 1-800-I-LOVE-MAL. Our former IRS operators are waiting to take your call. The Buttercup Progressive Relocation Service. Try it now. No, really. Try it now. And oddly enough, nobody... We, we didn't have one liberal sign up to leave the United States of America. As a matter of fact, we gained a, a freaking liberal. What George Clooney. George Clooney's coming back to the United States. You know why? <laughs> because Europe's permissive immigration system from countries of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist origin, uh, they're making his, his villa unsecure. <laughs> George Clooney's you know what? You know who tweeted about this? Our buddy Scott Baio. Uh, Scott Baio, who was a conservative, uh, and uh, which is probably why he's no longer working in Hollywood. He's a conservative. He was asking on Twitter. This was a couple days ago. What's the matter, Georgie? A uh, li- little too much of that progressive love for radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. That getting you down? <laughs> I'll be back in a minute, folks. We'll hear from Rand Paul on the, the reality of what's going on with this health care debate inside of the U.S. Senate. Coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Dial in, let it out. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network. 
Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Melissa Francis comes up at the bottom of the hour here on the Chris Salcedo Show from Fox Business. If, if I have time to get to what I want to get to with her, uh, all the important stuff that may actually impact your life, I may ask about this whole thing. With You know, I, I was just looking on Facebook and one of the, those who follows me on Facebook was saying, you know, the, the biased press keeps on saying that this, this lawyer has ties with Russia, has ties to the Russian government, but nobody has established that. There's no proof of that. And nobody has articulated and, and signaled proof of that. Just, and we, we, we brought this up yesterday. And isn't that indicative of this whole thing? This whole farce, no proof, no proof of collusion, no proof this, this woman was at all associated with the Kremlin. As a matter of fact, she has more association with Democrats and liberals like John McCain. 888 Rand Paul letting the cat out of the bag just before we came on the air here about what the Senate is up to behind closed doors. American people was that we would repeal Obamacare. Now it looks like we're voting, if this bill goes through, we're voting to keep Obamacare. I'll be happy to take a couple questions. Nice, uh, two-part question. First off, do you still intend to vote against the motion to proceed? And then second off, in that meeting, did it get contentious at all? Were there, were there raised voices? Was there yeah, yeah. frustration? Um, I think... A large part of the frustration in our caucus is that this bill no longer is repeal and they're being asked to vote for something that we never promised. We promised the American voters that we would repeal Obamacare, but when you're keeping half the taxes, most of the regulations, and creating a brand new insurance bailout super fund, that to most people just doesn't look like repeal. I will vote against the motion to proceed. Insurance bailout super fund. Who wrote the bill? Who wrote the bill? The insurance companies, folks. The traitorous insurance companies who collaborated with Obama to screw all of you out of your hard-earned money. They are being allowed by Mitch McConnell to write this bill. Got to have that, that got to have that taxpayer fund to make sure they get theirs or what they perceive as theirs. Actually, Mitch McConnell is ensuring not that the insurance companies get theirs. Mitch McConnell is ensuring the insurance companies get yours. What a, what a joke. What a, what a travesty and what a betrayal of the American people. The Republican leadership in the Senate is. Now, who's going to go along with Mitch McConnell? Who's going to go along with this? What, Collins, Graham, McCain, Corker? Uh, what is that guy's name? Hoven? Not Heaven. Hoven over in Nevada. All of these pretend conservatives. They're not, they're not conservatives. Help. They can barely lay claim to being Republicans. Uh, this bailout super fund basically keeps money flowing into the government 
It doesn't repeal Obamacare. I just, I, I don't know what else to say other than this is precisely what we feared we'd get. That Mitch McConnell is going to, is going to come out with a bill and he's going, that his job, he believes just like it was Obama, Obama's job. Uh, to to snow the American people, not to inform us. Obama looked at his job. Remember when ISIS formed? Obama's job, he thought about it, was to tell the American people that it was no big deal. JV team, right? I'm a clerk. No big deal. Nothing to see here. Meantime, Obama was being told it was a big deal. So here's Mitch McConnell who's saying, look, the American people sent us here to repeal this. So Mitch McConnell is, is dreaming up a way to try to convince you that this is an actual repeal bill. So Mitch McConnell, like Barack Obama, is trying to invent a way to BS you, to, make, to, to basically claim, oh, we repealed Obamacare. No, well, really what they did is they just took Obamacare and put a Republican name on it, and that's supposed to be good enough for you. Now, you know what this is going to lead to. Massive Republican losses. This will lead to massive Republican losses because the American people aren't as stupid as Mitch McConnell thinks you are. The American people aren't as idiotic to fall for, oh, well, the Republicans now are saying this is, this is, uh, can I do my pinky voice from uh, Running Scared? Oh, no. The Republicans, they're now, they're now doing health care. It looks a lot like Obamacare, but now that there's an R in front of it, it must be okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Ellie, you remember that? <laughs> oh, yes. Did you ever, did you ever do, take my advice and, and see Running Scared? That was one of the greatest buddy cop movies of all time. Uh, starring Billy Crystal, who was still with us, and Gregory Hines, who was no longer with us, sadly. But it was one of the greatest cop buddy movies of all time. And the guy, I'm doing, I'm imitating Billy Crystal doing one of the characters from that movie. Oh, no. Here comes Mitch McConnell. He's going to try to shoot sunshine up my ass and tell me that this is a repeal bill. Oh, no. <laughs> And Rand Paul says, you know what? I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I'm done. I'm, I, I mean, th th this is not a repeal bill. Th and you know what? What Mitch McConnell is orchestrating here is for Republicans to take ownership of the failed Obamacare experiment. That's what he's orchestrating. Uh, my desire my suggestion is that an actual repeal effort happens and then everybody comes and, and then mitch mcconnell says we repealed obamacare it's over and it's done now let's let's all get together see susan collins is like uh, uh uh we want to make sure that we don't repeat the same mistakes of the uh, uh, of the democrats who didn't get one single republican vote on obamacare we don't want to repeat that mistake this is not the time for that sweetheart do the full repeal first get rid of obamacare and then say okay democrats 
Now let's team up. And now let's hammer out together a compromise replacement that is free market based. And, and you can have, you know, your commensurate representation that you're representative in government in the bill. Melissa Francis, next. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. I could talk to you for an hour, seriously. Melissa Francis, everybody. Lessons from the Prairie, the surprising secrets to happiness, success, and sometimes just survival I learned on America's favorite show. Hope to get you back, Melissa, here on the program. We really. Please, I want to come back soon. You promise? I promise. We'll get you back on because there's there's plenty in the economy we got to talk about. There you go. And promise kept. Here she is, everybody. (laughs) Melissa Francis. From Fox Business back here. I feel I like love Donald Trump. You. That was I f- so cute. I feel I like it. Donald Trump. I'm keeping promises left and right here. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you made Absolutely. it back. Absolutely. Hey, look, uh, we have you. A, you know, no problem. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, too. Uh, let me start off. Uh, this is Eric Greitens. He's the governor of Missouri uh, telling uh, actually Fox News that he signed a law to do the following. I ran to bring more jobs to Missouri, and we need to have more private sector paychecks and bigger private sector paychecks here. But unfortunately, we had politicians in St. Louis who passed a bill that would have failed on both counts. It was killing jobs, and despite what liberals would tell you, it was actually taking money out of people's pockets. So he cuts the minimum wage in Missouri. What's your take on this? Genius. Genius. I am looking at Seattle right now where they raised the minimum wage and then they did a study and people on the minimum wage took home on average $125 less per paycheck after they cut the minimum wage, less per month, pardon me, per month. After they, after, sorry, after they raised it, they raised it, they took home less money. Let me make it more simple so that everybody can understand, including myself. (laughs) They were losing money once they got a raise. There you go. Because Uh when you increase the price of labor, then the person making the decisions uses less labor. It's so obvious. They only have so much margin. The principle is that the guy at the top is loaded and getting rich. And that's just not happening. I mean, when you look at the average McDonald's, only maybe 10% of them are owned by the corporation. The rest are little small business owners who own one McDonald's or maybe two. Don't get me wrong. It's a great business and they're doing well, but their margin is really small. I mean, when I talk to people that own a White Castle, the margin is just pennies. They don't have that much room to raise the price of labor. The only way to do it would be to dramatically raise the price of a burger. You do that, your customers go away. They don't have the room for that right now. So what do they do? They use less labor when it becomes more expensive. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. You are hurting the very people that you're trying to help. The real answer is to recognize that a minimum wage job is your entry into the job market. I had a bunch of minimum wage jobs. They were great. That's how you get started in an industry when you have no experience 
and no skills. There's no other reason to hire someone with no experience and no skills other than because you can get them cheap. Then when you obtain those skills, you move up. You become the manager. You leave. You go somewhere else. You get a different job that pays better. When you make that entry job more expensive, there's less of it. Fewer people get into the workforce. Fewer right. people get that first job. Fewer people move up. Instead, what you have to do is get people in, get them started, get them moving up, get them trained for the jobs where you make money, get them trained in tech, get them trained in health care, all the places that are paying right now. He's exactly right. Lowering the minimum wage would be the smart thing, but we've gotten so backward in this society, and the left has gotten so great at dominating the message that we don't even believe that math any longer. We don't trust our own logic, but there was a group of people in the last election that trusted their own brain and trusted the logic and went, you know what? I think what these other people are talking about here doesn't make any sense and hasn't worked. And we need to take a chance. That's true. And you know what? As as a matter of fact, because of the Obamacare legislation, another brilliant idea from the American left, that you've got now uh, individuals and these minimum wage increases. You've got individuals who are in their 50s competing with teenagers, and of course businesses are going to hire the more experienced people if they have to pay right. $15 an hour and they have to give them insurance. They're going to hire the adults and that way the kids don't get the work experience. You brought up Seattle, Melissa, and y- you took me right where I wanted to go because this is Seattle has turned into a factory of bad ideas. They just they really impose, <laughs> they imposed a 2.5% wealth tax on its residents and i say this is a good thing because i live in the great state of texas that means that soon (laughs) there will be a whole batch of of entrepreneurs a whole batch of capital coming to my state to flee the oppression of seattle i'm on the right track here you absolutely are. They are a factory of bad ideas. I mean, they must be like growing them on trees and in their backyard and in gardens everywhere. Because if you want a bad idea, they used to all come from San Francisco, but now Seattle is sort of monopolizing them. Do you know that that tax starts on people who make $250,000? Those are the super rich in their opinion, which I don't get me wrong. That is a pretty penny. But in Seattle, it doesn't really go that far because Microsoft mm-hmm. is in Seattle and there's a ton of tech in Seattle and people make a lot of money in Seattle. So if you want to buy a house, you're going to pay a heck of a lot more because you're competing with all of these other people who are making big money. So 250 isn't what you think it is. And all of a sudden they're taxing all these people to pay for stupid programs. I mean, if that's the other thing is that when they impose these taxes, what kills me is where that money is going down the drain to these government officials who are so bad using money. I mean, they're so bad at making decisions because it's not theirs. And they're just like, well, whatever, I'll overpay for this. That's fine. I mean, that's where this money is going. It's so idiotic. I cannot even take it. That is why I wrote this book. So when I look back and people say to me, Roger Ailes said this to me when I came to Fox. He goes, let me get this straight. You grew up in Hollywood. You were on TV your whole life. Then you went to Harvard. Then you moved to New York. Why aren't you a liberal whack job? How is that possibly not the case? And I had to trace the thread of my life. And honest to God, this was my inspiration for writing the book. I had to trace the thread in my life of how I didn't become a lunatic. And I was like, well, when I look back on Little House of the Prairie, first of all, if you ever read the books or watched the show, these are people who were, you know, almost taken down by locusts, wolves, Native Americans. They would go out west and pick a plot of land just to mind their own business and grow their crops and try and have a decent life and be left alone. And the government came in and told them, guess what? We moved the line. That's not your property anymore. Mm. I mean, I read this and I was like, oh, my gosh, 
they were the original robbed homesteaders who would go out and try and do something, and then they had to have to pull up stakes, and I mean literally pull up the stakes and take the nails out and put them in their pocket because you couldn't waste nails when you had to go to your new home and rebuild it. I mean, these people just kept battling back, and this is a true story. After that, so that's the book. Then the show, behind the scenes, Michael Landon was a pioneer in Hollywood. He was one of the first people who realized to get the government and the studio off your back, you had to own the show, write it, direct it, produce it. He was the first one there in the morning, the last one to leave at the end of the day. He worked so hard. He was cheap as hell. And he taught us all those values. And we made something great that people loved. And we made money for ourselves. And we worked together. And we felt good. And we were proud. And I was like, isn't that great? Isn't that a great way to live? That's how I'm going to live my life. And I went out and I did the same thing. I worked minimum wage jobs. I got into news and I've carried these values with me. I wrote about them in the book. I'm teaching them my kids. And there you go. Well, the name of the book, Lessons from the Prairie, The Surprising Secrets to Happiness, Success, and Sometimes Just Survival, I Learned on America's Favorite Show, the author, one of the stars at Fox Business, Melissa Francis. And first off, promise kept. Who's your buddy? You who's are. Your, who's you your are pal? My best friend. You. You. <laughs> All right, you are Melissa my best Francis. Friend. And to any of your listeners, if they, yeah. if you buy the book on Amazon or wherever, I love radio listeners. Send it to me here at Fox Headquarters, twelve eleven Sixth Avenue. The mailman here thinks I'm crazy. You can Google us online. Find Fox Headquarters. Send it here. I will sign it and send it back to you. Or I'll get the signature of the Fox talent you like better. You tell me who you like. I'll get them to sign my book. Whatever. I, it hey. Is. I love all I love all the folks that I, I like a lot of the folks there at, at Fox Business. You are the best. Melissa Francis, everybody. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you being here on the Salcedo show. And we'll get you back on, promise. Yes, please, Sal. You if you promise again, I'm coming back again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think she meant it. Uh triple eight. 900-3393-888-900-3393. And I'm glad we ran out of time because I didn't want to get in I didn't want to ask her. About the email scandal. Just anyone. Scandals. Not even a scandal. The nothing burger. See, they, they got me doing it. All right. We are awaiting Vice President Pence to speak live on um, the negotiations and the back and forth of. Well, hold on a minute. This is Lexington, Kentucky. Vice President Pence, I think, is at the podium. I think this is live. Let me, yeah, it is, uh, 4.43 Eastern. Hold on, stand by. Of the United States, Mike Pence is speaking live, and you've been watching in the last few minutes in Lex- Lexington, uh, Kentucky, trying to push forward with the agenda of this administration on a number of different issues. You heard him talk about helping small business on cutting back on regulations. Yes, but we want him to address health care and what's happening in health care, or what's, well, well, more to the point, what's not happening in healthcare as it pertains to the Republican-controlled Senate. Back in a minute, everybody, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. We take you live to the floor of the U.S. Senate. The number two man in the Senate, Senator John Cornyn, the senior senator from the state in which I'm broadcasting, talking about health care, quote-unquote, 
reform. We'll see a Medicaid patient. She's seen an influx of these Medicaid patients who ostensibly have coverage coming to the emergency room for their primary care. As she points out, this is not a good situation for patients and hospitals. In my state, according to the latest survey of the Texas Medical Association that I've seen, only 31% of doctors in Texas will see a new Medicaid patient. Now that may sound crazy, but let me explain why. Because Medicaid basically pays a physician about half of what private insurance pays when it comes to see a patient, many of them simply say, well, I can't afford to see a lot of Medicaid patients. I need to balance that or at least make sure I see enough private insurance patients to make sure I can keep the doors open. Well, it's not only that, but because they expanded Medicaid, there are so many more people. The doctors can't handle the, the influx of individuals seeking treatment. We know what the problem is. We know the cancer that is Obamacare. See, this, this doesn't portend well, folks, to, the, to what's going to happen around the corner. When their focus is on, well, what's work, Obamacare isn't working. And this and this and this and this. It isn't working, isn't working, isn't working. We know, everybody knows that. Hell, even the Democrats know that. It's what you're going to do to rid us of Obamacare, or are you really going to rid us of Obamacare? That's the fundamental question. And I don't hear a lot of Republican senators even talking about that. Are you going to stop the oppressive taxation? I don't hear that. Save from Ted Cruz, from Rand Paul, from Mike Lee. Uh, before I leave you today, let me give you a couple of stories here. To, to just because you're, you're still going to hear this steady diet, folks, of, of Donald Trump Jr. And, and what happened. Let me assure you there are some members of Congress who are working on your behalf. The chairman of the House National Security Committee is calling on the Department of Justice to launch a formal investigation into former FBI Director James Comey, alleged leak of classified information. According to the exclusive interview with the Washington Free Beacon, in which the lawmaker also called on the Trump administration to purge all former Obama administration holdovers from government. Congressman Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida, a member of the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform and chair of its National Security Subcommittee, is urging Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who was a guest on this show just yesterday, to launch a full-scale investigation into Comey's handling of a series of potentially classified memos that were leaked to the press earlier this year. Not only that, but Mr. DeSantis is asking for an investigation into former Obama administration officials, too, for their leaking of classified intelligence. Going after the leakers. Last thing. From the Daily Caller. Many journalists reacted breathlessly to a New York Times report on Sunday revealing that President Trump's oldest son, Donald Trump Jr., met with a Russian lawyer who indicated she had damaging information about Hillary. Donald Trump Jr. admitted to the June 16th meeting. To which he brought a campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner, but downplayed the significance. 
Many Trump critics claim the New York Times report supported the theory that members of the Trump campaign were somehow involved in Russian government hacking of the Clinton campaign chair and John Podesta, yada, yada, yada. But Trump, Jr., Kushner, Manafort, alone meeting with a Russian lawyer pales when it compared to the coordination between Clinton allies and Ukrainian government officials who hoped to see Clinton win in 2016. Political revealed in January some of the Ukrainian government's anti-Trump activities during the election. Veteran DNC operative who previously worked in the Clinton White House, Alexandra Chalupa, worked with the Ukrainian government officials and journalists from both Ukraine and America to dig up Russia-related opposition research on Trump and Manafort. She also shared her anti-Trump research with both DNC and the Clinton campaign. Chalupa met with Ukrainian Ambassador Valley, Va, uh, Valery Chali and one of his aides, uh, Oksara Shular, at the Ukrainian embassy in 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, what the Hillary Clinton team and the DNC did pales, I'm sorry, what Donald Trump Jr. did pales in comparison to what the Democrats were up to. And if the Democrats weren't guilty of any wrongdoing, Certainly Donald Trump Jr. wasn't. Does it look good? No. On both sides, it doesn't look good. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Grand day, all. See you tomorrow. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.